0: It's The Wire. It's Thursday, December 9th, 2021. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. BenningAngle.us, a free site. Anthony Yard delivered for us in the rematch. He revenged his earlier loss to Lyndon Arthur. Did so by stoppage. Folks, This is a very important fight, right? As we saw from this fight, history doesn't always repeat itself. But if you're into predicting fights, understand sometimes it rhymes style-wise. You want to look at this fight, if I'm Tyron Woodley, before my rematch against Jake Paul, I need to study this fight. Let's talk about why Anthony Yard won. Let's focus on Lyndon Arthur. Arthur is a sharpshooter. Even now, he's a better boxer than Anthony Yard from distance. Had a boxing match broken out, I would expect Arthur to repeat his earlier win. His jab is phenomenal, right? He's accurate with it. He uses the jab to set up other punches. Understand, his jab is so dominant that he waves it at you. He sticks his hand out and moves it like this, then throws you off. Sometimes he'll throw the jab when his hand's like this. Sometimes he'll throw the jab when his hand's like this. Sometimes while he's... Waving the jab, he'll just suddenly throw the jab. If you're his opponent and you're staring at that jab, because you understand I cannot allow myself against Lyndon Arthur to get hit with this jab, and Arthur is changing the timing on the jab while bludgeoning you with it, you're going to be in trouble. The first fight... Anthony Yard curiously stays outside for several rounds. Yard's moving around. Yard is a guy who is a little bit tightly wired. So I got the feeling that Yard, in that first fight, thought he was looking like Roy Jones. Right? He's standing outside. He's moving his head. He was, you know, moving his feet a little bit. I don't think Yard understood that he looked like a muscular, stocky guy. Who was being inefficient, who wasn't landing enough punches back, who didn't seem to realize that in that fight Arthur seemed to have an injury to his right hand. Right Yard wasn't picking up the clues. Yard's corner also seemed a bit clueless. You didn't get the feeling you had an Emmanuel Stewart or an Angelo Dundee in the corner who was just going to tell him flatly, look, player, what are you doing? Right? Go in there and land some punches. Right? Don't get conned by this master boxer with the excellent jab, with the advanced game of setting distance, setting tempo, who's keeping you guessing off this jab that he keeps waving in front of you to get you to fall into the timing of it, right? You need to come inside and you need to crash his right side, right? He's injured. Yard's whole presentation seemed disorganized, right? When he lost the decision, Yard seemed genuinely baffled. Well, this fight, Yard who might not be the most skilled fighter but is definitely one of the most talented fighters in the entire sport when I say talent understand skill is when a guy has refined what he's doing right so if it's track and field skilled is the guy who knows how to get out of the blocks fast Right? Who knows how to run fast in his lane and who knows how to finish strong. He's mastered those techniques. Talent's something different. Talent is when I just pick you off the field. You're on a racetrack. You really don't know what's going on. And, of course, you go out there and you run, you know, a sub-10, 100 meters. Understand few people in boxing hit as hard as Anthony Yard. Yard has to be on the short list with guys like Canelo, with guys like Golovkin, with guys like Anthony Joshua as one of the top pound-for-pound punchers in the entire sport with both hands. Understand some fighters, Deontay Wilder, have terrific punches, but they aren't two-handed. This guy is two-handed. Understand how unique his talent is, too. He does not need a wind-up to throw huge Hurtful punches. He's a Joe Lewis type puncher, right? Looks like Anthony Yard is just leaning into you, right? You notice that opponents are devastated, right? This is the guy who, like a pitcher who can throw a hundred miles an hour after an easy windup, right? Mariano Rivera, right? This is the guy who looks relaxed doesn't look like he's overextending himself. But like Joe Lewis, the power is already built into the balance. Right? The guy doesn't need a wind-up. He has control of his body weight. He knows how to lean into punches. He's one of the best punchers in the sport. He's definitely one of the best short punchers in the sport. Now, he knew that he's not the boxer Lyndon Arthur is. Right? That's obvious to anyone watching these two. Arthur's a thoroughbred. He's a technician. Arthur has that great jab, right? That he moves around, that he throws you off with the timing, right? He's you know, changing the cadence of the jab. He has the quick right hand when he's healthy that he could throw over the jab. Right? That jab frees his opponents to the point where he can fake the jab. Throw that right hand. Right? Understand, too, Arthur is a guy who, you know, is accustomed to guys trying to bum rush him. So he knows how to take a step back, right? Maintain his supremacy in the pocket. He knows how to reset the pocket, right? And then to bust you up with the jab. But, like Lawrence Acoli, like Vladimir Klitschko, understand that Arthur's jab is not a mobile jab, right? We talk about having a good jab. You need to separate the guys with a mobile jab, Ali, Tyson Fury, from the guys with just a great jab. So we recently had a fight. Recently, I mean, within the last 15 years, right? Different generations where you had a guy with a great jab, Vladimir Klitschko. And he was facing a mobile jabber, Tyson Fury. Vladimir Klitschko couldn't even land his jab. Right? Fury is moving around. This is Fury at his best. Let's hope Fury, who's been flat-footed the last few fights, still has the mobile jab. Fury is moving around. If he does, by the way, he beats Dylan White by a mile, right? Fury against Vladimir Klitschko, fearsome puncher, great jab, right? Has completely disarmed Klitschko because Klitschko can't figure out the timing. He can't figure out where Fury's going to be. Another fight, two great jabs. Sonny Liston had a great jab, folks. One of the best ever, right? Same with George Foreman, his protege. Liston couldn't land the jab against Ali in either fight because Ali is moving, right? Mobile jabbers are a different breed entirely. Lyndon Arthur is not a mobile jabber. It cost him in this fight. Anthony Yard who is talent along the learning curve, right? Be very afraid if Anthony Yard figures out the sport. Well, what Yard figured out is that he couldn't box with Lyndon Arthur. Somebody convinced him between the end of the first fight where Yard was surprised he lost to the beginning of this fight because in this fight, Anthony Yard, from the opening bell, decides he's going to crash the pocket. Now understand the dilemma. He can't jab his way in because that would require boxing, and he's in against a superior boxer. Right? Understand, he can't box at all outside because he's in against one of the best jabs in boxing. If he gives Arthur a target, Arthur is going to hit it. So what Anthony Yard does, and he's a little bit shorter than Arthur, right? Sometimes height is an advantage. Sometimes being shorter is an advantage. What Anthony Yard does, and he's an excellent athlete. He might be hardwired, but he's an excellent athlete. Is Yard looks at Arthur's jab and just decides to walk into the pocket. I'm not kidding. He's not throwing punches, right? He doesn't want a boxing match to break out. He walks into the pocket, and then he starts wrestling with Lyndon Arthur, right? Yard has the stronger core. Yard has great shoulders that can frame Lyndon Arthur right? Arthur, not a mobile jabber. So Arthur is there, in the pocket. He's not moving away. This isn't Anthony Yard looking at Ali, bouncing around the ring, and, you know, he's like, oh, gee, what am I doing? This isn't Felix Trinidad. Looking at Oscar De La Hoya the last three rounds, bounce around the ring and be unable to do anything about it, right? Three controversial rounds because they cost De La Hoya the fight. People thought De La Hoya was running, right? They They never heard of dancing and boxing. Well, anyway, here you have Yard who just walks into the pocket and then he brilliantly does enough inside in terms of keeping a hand free, punching Arthur deep in the pocket. He does enough where the ref doesn't feel the need to break them. Right, if Yard just comes in the pocket and is just leaning and trying to bully Arthur, the ref would come and break the guys. No, Yard makes certain. Hold on. Amazon, cancel alarm. No, Yard in the pocket. Give me one second. Hey Google, cancel alarm. Obviously, I have too many electronic devices. Anyway, look. What Yard does in the pocket is Yard ties up. You you see him consciously doing this. He tries to tie up one of Arthur's hands. Right? This is a smothering. This is a mugging. He tries to tie up one of Arthur's hands. He makes sure one of his hands is far apart from the other hand, so Arthur can't clinch him. And then Yard, who's a Joe Lewis-type puncher, who can hit you hard with very short punches. All he has to do is lean into you with the punch. Yard is landing several hard shots deep in the pocket. Because there's not a lot of wind up, <clears throat> you have to look at Lyndon Arthur's reaction. And Arthur has a poker face. You have to look at Lyndon Arthur's reaction to figure out how hard he's getting hit. Folks, this is a crash the pocket, fight inside, smother fight. Right? It is excellent. Footage. If you're figuring out styles, understand, the job Anthony Yard did in this fight is a masterpiece. He's not the boxer. Lyndon Arthur is. But he's the better puncher. He's the better short puncher. To neutralize the boxing, he smothers Arthur. He gets inside Arthur's jab. He doesn't have to worry about Arthur's feints as long as he's grappling with Arthur deep in the pocket. And, of course, he knows how to grapple, where the ref is going to see a hand free and is not going to try to break them up. Right? I believe this was the fight that Joseph Parker wanted to fight against Anthony Joshua the first time, right? Well, their only time they met and there the referee would not allow the grappling deep in the pocket. That was a tragedy, right? Because Joshua is a blessed puncher, but there's an open question on whether Joshua can fight with the guy grappling with him deep in the pocket, right? Because Joshua needs a little bit of space to operate. So too did Lyndon Arthur. Right? Arthur couldn't throw the jab because Yard would get inside of the jab, right? And Yard was committed to roughing up Arthur's body. So you know, Arthur was very proud of beating Yard. Arthur was an unbeaten fighter. But you knew that he had taken some big shots, So when he gets dropped and he looks at the referee, you got the feeling that he knew it was over. That he could have beaten the count. As it was, I thought he beat the count, right? He gets up late in the count at like the count of nine. But you sensed he didn't want to continue. Referee waves it off. Arthur has no complaints. Right? Because he had... No answers to Anthony Yard deep in the pocket. Let me say this. I believe Yard has a real shot on Arthur Perturbiev. I have no doubt, I'll have no hesitation in taking Yard against the other jabber he lost to, Sergei Kovalev, right, if they have a rematch. In that fight, Yard is outside getting bludgeoned by a jab, just like he was in the first Lyndon Arthur fight. But in that fight, Yard didn't seem to realize that he could get inside. It's clear he and his team worked on getting inside. Crashing the pocket. Making the fight a short-range fight. Right? It's as if he called up Errol Spence and said, Player, what am I doing wrong? And Spence gave him a dissertation over the phone. Right, This is a short-range crash-the-pocket fight. And understand, Yard, Spencer's a blessed puncher, but understand Yard throws shorter punches than most. His balance, his strong core, the fact that some opponents are going to be taller than him, give him a distinct... A distinct advantage deep in the pocket. Let me also say this, and this has to be said, right? Brian Campbell of CBS Sports does an excellent pound-for-pound list, right? Excellent pound-for-pound list of the top 10 in boxing, and he includes heavyweights. So in his top 10 pound-for-pound list, again, his name's Brian Campbell, he has people like Fury, He has people like Usyk on the list. One of the names he doesn't have on the list, who to me is the best in his division, the light heavyweight division, is a guy who would make a remarkable opponent against Anthony Yard, right? And that's Dimitri Bivol. Understand, Bivol... Won't allow a pocket to form if he's facing an opponent trying to crash the pocket like Anthony Yard. That would be a fascinating fight, right? I believe Bivol beats Yard simply because Bivol is talented, but he's also highly skilled. Yard looks like he's still figuring things out. I believe if you're fighting Yard, if you can get some distance between you and he by using movement, and Bivol's an excellent mover when he needs to be, right? I believe lateral movement could stop Anthony Yard if you're skilled enough to have room to laterally move, right? I believe Bivol's mobility would give Yard all he could handle, And make no mistake, I suspect, odds-wise, Baturbiev would be a favorite over Anthony Yard, right? Baturbiev's unbeaten. Yard's lost to a couple of guys. Arthur Kovalev, right? I believe Yard would be the betting side of that play, right? The best bet in that fight might be the bet that it doesn't go the distance, right? I'm not sure if Baturbiev has the core, that Anthony Yard has. Also, one of the best things about Yard is that Yard is a little bit oblivious. So Baturbiyev has a mental game, right, where he's trying to show the other guy that the other guy is, as Andre Ward put it, his little brother, right? I believe that Yard, who might be clueless a little bit on the outside boxing, isn't easy to intimidate that way, right? You could tell that Yard's been around a little bit in the real world, right? So I get the feeling, just like Yard fearlessly crashes the pocket against Lyndon Arthur, I believe whatever Perturbiev does, Yard's going to fearlessly try to crash the pocket against Arthur Perturbiev. And I'm just telling you, Yard is a blessed puncher right? Just like Paterbia is. But Yard might hit even harder. And Yard, body-wise, his core is a very strong guy, right? You could tell that Lyndon Arthur couldn't grab him and just move him or spin him, right? This was the guy who broke into your house and you just can't get him to leave, I congratulate Anthony Yard. He's someone to look at, right? I would certainly take Yard over Kovalev in a rematch. Quite frankly, Yard would be the guy I bet on to beat Arthur Perturbiev, and I would expect a stoppage in that fight. I'll concede I'd take Dmitry Bivol over him. If I'm Tyron Woodley, Right? And that's a major development. Jake Paul moving away from Tommy Fury, who drops out of the fight, to Tyron Woodley in a rematch, just like this was a rematch. If I'm Tyron Woodley, who knows he knocked down Jake Paul in that first fight but wasn't credited with it. This is the fight I look at. understand Woodley, of course, his background is wrestling. Right, I would try to come in and grapple with Jake Paul. The same way Tyron Woodley, excuse me, the same way Anthony Yard just did. This would be my blueprint fight. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.